What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy, Lotus of Doom, who is still as high as a kite about the year of Lotus. For and not Elder Scrolls on Skuma. <laughs> not on Skuma. It's nope. not even Skuma. It's just all natural. Not even Skuma-induced. It's just all of the things, um, which I'm quite pleased that we'll be diving into since we're doing a new... I don't know, swath of topic uh, that yeah. spans several episodes here going into the lands and stuff. We're starting with my region of choice even. Yeah. So that's, that's, this is a wonderful way to transition from one kind of series of things to another. We've been talking about Morrowind and the houses and then the tribunal and all of that stuff, but we're transitioning over to talk about each of the regions and the physical locations, the cities, the flora, the fauna, those are fun yeah. words. All of the other yeah. little details that have nothing to do necessarily with the history and politics of the peoples and more to do with the locations themselves. And so why not make the transition right now by continuing to talk about Morrowind and using that as a jumping off point? Right. Especially since, um, I mean, this is just it. We just found out which region we'll be going to, um, you know, for the upcoming year for Elder Scrolls Online. And it gives a great jumping off point for like, all right, you know, we've discussed the politics of Morrowind and all this stuff. Why not find out what it's actually like theoretically in Morrowind? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the land masses, kind of the geography, the way everything is shaped, the location of the most important cities that we know of based on the different games and, and lore than things that have been brought up and yeah, then we'll we're gonna... getting more throughout the year so also this is yeah. going to be kind of like what we have available but there's like stuff like necrom and um things like this are not super fleshed out yet because they basically have only been touched on in little bits mm -hmm. and you've only ever been able to go to it in elder scrolls one arena which spoiler alert didn't have a lot to it <laughs> <laughs> right right those are kind of the jumping off points for the more recent adaptations which have added a lot more to those yeah. kinds of locations yeah so we're going to be talking about the uh the other creatures and plants and those kinds of things and then a little bit about the architecture so to kick this off let's talk about the different regions you have morrowind but morrowind makes up not just an island the island of vardenfell which we've been to a few different times Right. Across different uh, games. Something I think that might be just worth specifically noting there is a lot of people, because of the game Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind and the expansion in Elder Scrolls um, Online Morrowind, that island 
is part of Morrowind that isn't Morrowind. Right. It's Vardenfell. It like to to your point, it's a part of the region of Morrowind. And it's something that actually gets misnamed and misconstrued quite a bit, where they're just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go to the island of Morrowind. It's like, well, eh. that's you're going to an island in Morrowind. <laughs> right. It would be like saying that uh uh <laughs> I'm going to New York and you only ever mean Manhattan. Like right. New York is more than just Manhattan. C correct, correct. Um, so that that's just one thing right off the rip that's probably worth mentioning. As I see that actually gets confused quite a bit. That the island itself is called Vardenfell, and it's just a part of Morrowind. Right, and so Vardenfell, as we know, is also the home of the Red Mountain, which is a very active volcano which explodes yep. a few different times throughout mm -hmm. the history of everything. And because of that, there is a lot of very uh, What's the what's the word for it? The the soot and the ash from the volcano is very carbon rich. So yeah, it's very fertile, very verdant area. Yeah, so the area is so in between desolation. It's uh, <laughs> right. it's got some great growing seasons. <laughs> right. It's also a location where you're going to find a lot of the weird plants and animals and things yeah. that really define the Morrowind experience. Yeah, Morrowind is definitely more alien than a lot of the places we will be talking about. Um through this like little mini series portion. Honestly, a lot of people's, well, I guess myself and a lot of the people whose first entry into the series was The Elder Scrolls Three. one of the big factors that seems nostalgia-wise as well as like people when they first see it, it's because it's so weird. Like yeah. Morrowind yeah. is really unique in its landscape. Um, and it, it doesn't have an awful lot of parallels to real, like, well, I guess it does have parallels to real life, um, but they're very exaggerated a lot of the time. Right, right. And so there's some other phrases and things you should know. For example, Vardenfeld's also called the Black Isle because yep. of the soot and everything that falls from the mountain. Uh, it's in the Bay of the Inner Sea, mm -hmm. which is the area around that area like if, if that island wasn't there it would just be a gigantic bay kind of like um <laughs> right like uh the gulf of mexico in fact it'd be like a gulf that's how yeah, big it, would, it is it, it wouldn't even like be, it would a be bay almost anymore. like entirely like a gulf yeah yeah so that takes up all the the center point of all of that and it's the location of many of the cities which we'll talk about a little bit later we also have places like balfoyan which is the uh, tiny swamp region to the southeast the uh, southeast shore of the inner sea it's yep. between Stone Falls and the northeastern peninsula. So as you're getting closer to the um, Telvani Peninsula, this is Balfoyan's kind of down there at the, the south part. Uh, then we have the region of Stone Falls, which, and this is one of the locations that you can visit in ESO from the very beginning. Yep. Stone Falls is, is situated along the southwestern shore of the Inner Sea and uh, borders Balfoyan. And Deshaun, which is south of it, and Deshaun is another one of those locations, which is just south of it. All of these locations still have a very kind of Vardenfellish kind of feeling because there's still some of the soot from the mountain. There's still the the fauna and some of the the animals and things are similar in these regions. They're just right. a little bit more continental and a little less like living on the side of a volcano. Yes, and at the the further south you go from going from like um you you know you go to Stone Falls and then down to Deshaun, as you get more toward Black Marsh, you get a little bit less to your point 
um, you know, the volcanic type of thing and a little more, it gets a little more marshy as you go, right. you know, more, more mainland into the actual like mainland of Tamriel as a whole. Right. The trees and things that you would recognize in the more mainland sections. But Stonefalls yeah. itself is still pretty, uh, it's pretty active with lava yeah. flows and, and even just these weird cliff faces and, and places yeah. that there's just volcanic activity still. And then we have the Telvanni Peninsula, which is on the east side as you move up. If if the rest, if if you take out Vardenfell, the rest of it's basically a smiley. It's yeah, like a I, U. I, or if you look at just the peninsula's area, um, which will be a piece of where we're going in the next uh, year of Elder Scrolls Online, uh, I, I used to jokingly refer to it as the Morrowind Mitten because yeah. it just looks like a little glove off to the side if you right. just have that area. <laughs> right. So the Telvanni Peninsula is on the eastern side of that. And the section that we're getting for ESO this year is just the southern part of what would be that, that one arm. Although yeah. technically it goes all the way up to the very northern part of that. It, it does, and it's um, it's it's kind of peculiar. I don't know if it's storyline related or what, because again, we haven't gotten the chapter yet. It was just revealed earlier. Uh, well, actually, like a week and a half ago. Um, I was going to say earlier this month, but we're in a new month. Um, but technically, the <clears throat> sorry about that. Technically, the Telvanni Peninsula portion is actually like the tip, like the the top bit um, of that. So like we're kind of toward the middle, I, I for lack of a better way of putting it, the mainland of the peninsulas. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the, of the lower thing. half of it. Yeah, but but it's yeah. yeah, it still I believe classifies as a peninsula when you look at it like that. Um, yeah, like which, like if you live in the middle part of Florida, but not Miami. Like I don't right, live in Miami. I still live on a peninsula, but I'm just yeah. not at the not the tip of the peninsula. Exactly, but it's a, it's it's still a peninsula, um, right? So yeah, it's it's kind of more toward the middle section, which is where you know we'll we'll get into some of the cities and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that's like the middle bit is where we're going to be apparently going uh, for the current year of Elder Scrolls Online. Right, right, and then cities like Necrom. We'll talk about all the cities yep. yeah, uh, we'll a little bit later. After. We'll, yep. Now that we'll give you a foundation of where the locations are and what they feel like, and then we'll just put all the cities in them. Yeah. Um, so you got the Telvanni Peninsula, which is uh, the north part gets more cold than the southern part. The southern part's more temperate. There's some fertile lands. There's some bad lands on the western side, and for the most part, this is where you're going to see. Uh, some of the really big mushrooms and things like that. I'm expecting because the Telvanni are known for their mushroom houses and, and that kind of style. So that's the Telvanni Peninsula. Then you have Gorn, which is a small island, which is still considered part of Morrowind, even though it's an island. It's not either on the mainland or on the Vardenfell island. Yeah. It's a smaller island. And uh, this, is a, this is interesting because its exact location, this is a place that's referenced, but we don't know exactly where it is on the map. That's because... what I was going to say. It's it's never really overtly shown, which is incredibly mm -hmm. weird. <laughs> yeah, there's if you look at these maps that get drawn up for games like ESO or the extended larger maps that you get from games like Skyrim or even Morrowind itself, I'm sure that had a yeah. map that came with it. A lot of these but, games have had maps for for years now. Yeah, they uh, it's it's weird. You can't really see them because they're not designed for stream functionality. They're designed for my functionality. But the walls surrounding where I look <laughs> are actually all the maps. are all the maps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah. So you get a lot of these little islands that aren't necessarily named on these little maps, 
but we know that one of them, one of them is Gorn. It may be closer to Necrom or not. We don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, we know it's got some weird, weird, weird animals, uh, include a, including a striped wolf, and that's yeah. about it. Uh, I mean, there's there's some yeah, like, there's other very little to info it, on Gorn. Yeah, very little. Then there's Solstheim, which we have been to in yes. the Elder Scrolls Skyrim a couple times because that's a whole yep. DLC. And, and it was an um, expansion for the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind as well. Yeah, so you got it. You got it in two different places, but yep, not in ESO yet. Not in ESO yet. And there was some speculation that that actually, I think that was one of the places you had suggested. Hey, maybe yeah. maybe we'll actually touch back on that. I thought that would be really cool, but I was wrong again. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Solstheim is the largest island to the northwest side of Morrowind. It's it's off, off kind of in that sort of part of Skyrim but not yet really part of the geography yes which we we're really not going to be covering like political situations but it's also to to your point kind of why its ownership is not just contested but kind of wishy-washy sometimes it's the Nords and sometimes it's the Dunmer and then oh wait it's the Nords again oh nope the Dunmer own it so like <laughs> right right it's it's one of those things where it's really kind of like in the middle of kind of like who owns this depends almost on the time period that you're dealing with it. Right, right. For most most time periods that we deal with, it's it's a Morrowind location. It's it's but. yeah, it's it's always like a Morrowind thing, but and it's like the Dunmer seem to have the longest or most prevalent claim to it from what I've always been able to understand. So, you know, it's it makes sense that it's considered part of Morrowind um as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the main location. Those are main regions. Let's go through and talk about some of the some of the cities that show up because yeah. these are cities that you may have been to or visited in games or maybe you've just heard the names. But it's kind of nice to know that these exist even just by name. So in Vardenfell we have Aldrun, which is a Redoran city. Uh, Balmora, yep. which is the Halalu city to the southwest. Mm -hmm. Castle Ebenhart, which is the seat of imperial authority. In Vardenfell, Nissis, that starts with a G, G N I S I S. Um, yeah, Nisus is a weird one. Nisus, yeah, Nisus, Nisus. I don't know. I always say Nisus, but I don't I have zero idea how I don't you know. actually would say it. But it's, yeah, it's it's basically spelled Gnisus. Gnisus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is a fairly large town on the northwestern coast of Vardenfell. You've got Red Mountain itself, um, Sadrith Mora, which is the Telvanni city on the archipelago off the eastern coast of Vardenfell. Yep. Uh, Seda Neen, which is yep, a small imperial. Little imperial encampment. That's basically where, ironically, that's where you always start your adventure for Vardenfell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Morrowind expansion uh, for ESO or uh, for Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, that's the dock you land at for your initial check-in is Seda mm -hmm. And it's the same regardless of how far apart they are in years it's this crappy really, little swamp village it's very nostalgic if yeah it really is interesting i remember playing morrowind in eso for the first time and getting off the boat and being like oh my god like they totally yeah, did like, it on purpose like because oh, everybody remembers leaving the boat they're like yeah, yeah no we're not you know a couple hundred years past doesn't matter nope More that building's in the same years, spot but, that building's in the same spot yeah, the dock like, is basically the same years and it's like really you have not much remodeling in all these years yep yep and then there's the city of vivek which surprise vivek named city after himself yeah who would have thought who would have thought he would have done that such uh, a humble person too <laughs> but that's on the south 
western it's most it's all the way south but a little bit yeah. western it's it's very interesting too because it's as much it's got a little bit of landmass to it but a lot of the city is just these floating cantons out in the water yeah which you get to see their construction during uh the Elder Scrolls Online, and it's, you know, these cantons are, are literally these, like, floating chunks of the city, mm -hmm. and they yeah, all Yeah, almost like these little pyramid-type shapes, almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's cool because you can go in and out of them, and they've got tiers of them. Uh, for anybody who's actually, I, I, honestly, it, like you said, it, it's like these little pyramids, and they're divided into, like, tiers and stuff like that. It's it's a very unique design to a city. I always thought it was very, very cool exploring around there. Confusing as hell if you don't know where you're going because they all look very similar. Right. And right. they interwined with each other. But it's it gives it a really cool aesthetic. Yeah. Each one has shops, but they're on different levels. And then the yep. center area is kind of hollowed out and is kind of a gathering space for a lot of the people. Right. Um you would I would imagine if this was built to scale for the way the city would actually have to be if it was housing thousands of people rather than like dozens of people sure. that these things would have been enormous and would have had levels that were like apartments and homes right. and then on the bottom the bottom like two floors would have been shops and all of that stuff but we don't get that f that much built up because of the, just the scale of that would be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it'd take you 50 minutes to get across each canton. And it's right. like, okay, well, there's a right. pile of these. This is a mess. <laughs> right, right. Uh, now, let's move to the mainland. We're going over to the Mitten, as as Lotus calls it. We have the city of Amalexia, which we talked about. Surprise, there's a city Again, named after Again, it's, it's weird her. that almost uh, it, it, that these are named after people who really just very grounded in, in reality. And... <laughs> Not big on themselves at all. No. Um, so this is the major Indoril city on the southern part of Morrowind uh, surrounding Mournhold. And um, then we have Blacklight, which we talked about before, which is yes. uh, Redoran District, and it's over on the east side of the Mitten, kind of the top of yep. the left Mitten. A shocking, sh shocking misdirection with our uh, with our secret letters, where I was like, "There's no way that could possibly be a coincidence. That would be the most on the nose coincidence ever." Mm -hmm. And apparently, it was the most on the nose coincidence ever. <laughs> I bet everybody at Sauce was just like. Oh my God! Come on, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no! I'm sure when I brought that up, they were like, "Some asshole had to come up with the black light <laughs> analogy." Freaking Lotus, Lotus. Like, Why did you bring that up? It's like we just thought it was a cool trick, and I'm like, they clearly meant for this. I'm like, oh my God, these people overthink everything. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so okay, so there's black light, which we talked about, which we haven't really been to, but it would be cool to to go there. Uh, technically the clockwork city because it was created by Sothasil and exists yeah, and, and physically sort of well and yet not the, at the same time right it's this weird different plane but the way to get to the plane of its existence is actually like the clockwork globe for lack of a better way of putting mm -hmm. it yeah. is in Morrowind so yeah so that's it's kind of there kind of yeah. not created I mean, you by a Dunmer very easily slash like you put it on a Kymer. boat suddenly it's in you know black marsh yeah i guess so yeah yeah <laughs> weird um so we've got the clockwork city which we've talked about uh, devon's watch which is an indoral city in ebenhart uh, east yep. of, east of Ebonheart, and then uh, Firewatch, which is a city in the northern Telvanni district on the northeastern side mm -hmm. of Morrowind. Uh, Cragenmore or Cragenmore pronunciation? Who knows? I I always said Cragenmore, but I I again I 
I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody say it in game or I wasn't paying attention if they did. I always just said Kragenmore. Yeah, this one's in Western Morrowind and it was originally controlled by House Dress and then later by the Halalu because we yep. because of all the things we talked about with the the different houses. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Mornhold, which is very well known. It's a very it's it's one of the cities you, you should recognize. Yeah, uh, big capital city for for a long, long time, all the way up to the fourth era, uh, year five. Right, and it mainly focuses on the House Inderil as being the yep the holders of that city. And then there's uh, Narsis, which is a Halalu city on the southwestern side of Morrowind. Mm -hmm. Necrom, which we're going to get to go visit in this new ESO expansion. Very exciting. Yeah, this is the this was a dress city. And it is on the eastern coast. It's kind of in the middle of that Telvanni Peninsula. And yeah. it's it's a city for where they bring their dead and they celebrate the lives of the people they're interring there. It is. And it's kind of so that this will be very interesting to see as more is given to us because um the UASP men makes mention of uh, it being a dress city. Um and it's 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 in pretty strongly uh, surrounded by Indural territory, a lot of that area. Uh, again, things shift based on time period, but they actually made reference to the fact that the Telvanni were kind of farther down during this time period, which doesn't have a lot of information on it yet. So I'll, uh, mm -hmm. potentially the politics of that situation are going to unfold in the current year because they did also make reference to the fact that it was a strongly neutral ground during Elder Scrolls Online, um, which which makes sense if you're if everybody is universally going there to kind of like try to pay respects and bury their dead and stuff like right. that. Probably best to not have like, you know, a bickering war state right there. Right. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that fleshes out as we get to see more of Necrom because it's been so vague with just references to it at the moment. Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's I, that whole like, the, it's got like a Day of the Dead kind of thing celebrating oh, yeah, very much so, feel. the dead. Yep. Uh, it's kind of spooky, but at the same time respectful of the previous generations and people's ancestors. It's got a lot of that feel to it, which I think is totally cool. So oh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to exploring the city. Then we have Ebenhart, which is a dress city located south of Vardenfell on the southern or south or southern coast. I was going to say southeastern, just southern <laughs> coast of the yep. inner sea. And then Tyr, which is a dress city on the southeastern coast of Morrowind. And those are the main locations. So if you hear any of those names, think Morrowind, think these specific groups. Um, now, before we get to the mid break, I wanted to just go over real quickly the different types of architecture that you can see in each of these locations. So you notice we mentioned during the listing of these cities, if they were a Redoran city or a Halalu city or Telvanni city, and you can tell by just the way the architecture looks. So if we start with the Redoran style, it is organic buildings shaped like and sometimes made from crustaceans and mollusks. They've got this yeah. very like ocean kind of creature vibe thing going. Yeah, it it's got a, it it definitely has kind of like a, a, a almost like the way hermit crabs go from like one shell that they live in to a bigger shell that yeah. they live in. Yeah, it's almost like that in structure form. <laughs> right, um, right. So if you is, see that, which is weird. Yeah, if you see that, think Redoran. Uh, Hlalu style is simple stuccoed stone. Multi-level yep. designs, often involving stairways and ramps. Uh, it's kind of squarish with rounded edges and often but buttressed. Uh, that's a good word, buttressed. 
So if you see if you see kind of a more plain style stuccoed buildings, that's Hlalu. Yeah, a lot of their stuff I actually find very funny. It's it's like if you look at like Arizona buildings. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it, mesas and um that kind of midwestern midwestern, yeah, that's that's Native very American inspired. Yeah. yeah, very similar styling to how how Halalu structures are. Um, right. If anything, maybe just a slight bit more elaborate type of deal. But it's like that type of setup. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good reference. Then the Telvani, uh, they're the ones with the weird mushroom towers and the twisting like everything's kind of the built well out known. of. Yeah, it's like they build it out of nature and then it make. I don't know if I'm sure. I would assume there's some magic that makes the mushrooms get even bigger. Well, yeah, from, from what's uh, seen and discussed in games and stuff like that, you know, a lot of times it seems like they basically use their magic to cultivate the fungi into these enormous things and then use that to like, okay, well, this is now my structure. Like, right. um, I just grew it, myself a new home. Exactly. I, I and you know we'll have, we'll see a similar situation when we get to Valenwood and the Bosmer and stuff like that. But this seems a little less I always got the impression this was a little less natural and symbiotic and a little more of the Telvani making nature do what they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so, whereas I I never got that impression with the Bosmer obviously who live much more symbiotically with with nature. I, this struck me always as like a little bit more of like no nah, I can dominate this and make it do what I want. It's like yeah, yeah now I got this sweet mushroom tower like Right. Uh, and it, it's very unique. It's a lot of the aesthetic that when people talk about the region, this is the one that jumps out to people the most because it's so bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's what most people will notice. So when you don't see that and you see one of these other styles, then take notice so and be like, oh, that's Redoran or that's Halalu. Um, right. There's also the Velothi style, which pulls a lot from Halalu style. So similar kind of simplistic design and, and that kind of thing. You see it in a lot of ancient temples or towers, those kinds of places. So that's primarily those are the main styles that you're going to see across you're going to see a little bit of influence from imperials or maybe a little bit of influence from the argonians being that these are neighboring groups but for the most part when we're talking more wind styles in these locations then yes that's that's basically what you get so all right well we've got to go take a quick break and thank our patrons for making this show possible but don't go anywhere because we're going to talk more about the uh, fauna and the flora of the different kinds of creatures and weird plants and stuff that you're going to find in, in Morrowind. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode this is a mishmorak 
Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons, and we've got a bunch of new patrons to shout out. So, if you are one of these people, then hello, welcome. <laughs> we've got Dean C., uh, Joey G., Revercore, OC Devil or Deville Devil I, something like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up all the names anyway. Uh, Jesse M, Jeremy L, and uh, that's it for this month. But that's it for this month. Uh, thank you to all of you guys for signing up and joining us. I hope you guys are enjoying your ad free episodes or any of the other bonuses and benefits that you get from supporting us on Patreon. If you're interested in checking out the Patreon, it's Patreon.com/slash/ElderScrollsLoreCast. So you can check out all the different tiers, all the different stuff that you can get. And we also have to shout out our Daedric Princes, Kiracy and Noodle Al Dente. They get shout outs every week for being tier five patrons, which is amazing. And we're currently up to 125 patrons. So you guys, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Also, it, we would be reading out a new review, but we don't have a new one this week. We read out some last week with our patrons. But if you'd like to help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it out on a future episode of the show, or you can just drop us a rating on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on, or just tell your friends or your family or your grandma. Maybe you can get your grandma into playing Skyrim because, you know, there's already one of those on the internet. We could have, right. a, we could have a few more. I mean, I got and my mom. So my mom is technically a grandma. I got her to play with me. So. See, so that's two. There you go. There you go. Let's get, let's get that. Let's keep increasing the number of grandmas playing Elder Scrolls. <laughs> that's our plan from, from this point forward. All right. Let's get back to the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sidis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. Lotus, I feel like this whole flora and fauna section of this style of episode is kind of like doing the artifacts for the Daedric Princes. There is some... There's some... Uh... Like the nitty gritty details, the fun little things that you'll notice. Yeah, there, like there's that some kind of stuff. Interesting stuff in yeah. the area. Yeah. So let's talk about flora. Obviously, there's gigantic mushrooms. Some of them yeah. grow naturally big. Like we talked about before, the Telvani also like to make them big into the homes and stuff like that. Yep. And other types of fungi, which includes bloat spores, bunglers, bane. Yep, which is a great name. It's there's some great names for some of this stuff. Yeah, hyphafascia, which sounds like a like a Latin like genus and species or something. <laughs> Luminous rusula, violet yep. corprinus. These all sound very uh, fancy. Yeah, yeah, violet corprinus. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then there's um, there's other there's other ones too, like a black lichen. Yeah, your black lichen. Uh, the fire ferns. My. <laughs> Fire Personally, ferns? I love chokeweed. It's just chokeweed. Weed. It just that sounds like an insult. Yeah, like you, you chokeweed. Choke yeah. what, what are you doing? You chokeweed. It just sounds like such an aggressive thing that I wouldn't want in my front lawn. Yeah, yeah. So these are found in like the the rocky, infertile areas. Um, yeah, this is a little more at like the base of the the uh, volcano at Red Mountain, and mm -hmm. uh, like you you see a lot of this stuff, and it's just like kind of springing up out of the destruction. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So you have these like really hardy types of plants that are growing in these very rocky kind of desolate locations. But then you end up with a variety of other plants. And we're not going to go through the names of everything. There's a bunch here that we could be naming out. But sure. you end up with the other kinds of plants. But for the most part, when you're in locations like Vardenfell, there's not regular trees. It's not like you get in the shade of a tree most of the right. time. It's you're in the shade of the fungus. <laughs> Yes, the big the other fungal thing, growths. Yeah, and and the other one that I feel like uh, we would be kind of like you said, we don't need to name literally everything, but um, crushweed is you know in the same area as the main thing, which is a a largely traded uh, item, and uh, you know part part of the uh, flora there is sultrice. Or salt rice. Salt like, rice. I call it salt yeah, rice. You call it salt trees? Oh, and by I the way, like to call it salt trees. Before, I thought it had before everyone of... adds me, it's not like there aren't trees in Vardenfell. It's just they're not as common. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You well, it, you would more generally find yourself underneath. Them. If you go to Deshaun, there yeah. are plenty of trees. There are plenty of trees. More, like it's more. The thing is, right. it's based on the area. You have more fungi, or you have more just right. like tree right life. you can be in a zone um, where you don't see any trees and there just happens to be lots of fungi correct. but then you can go further in a direction eventually come across trees so yeah, no, don't at me about that uh, i know yeah. there are there are still trees in those I'm places gonna at but you. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> somebody's gonna be like tom doesn't know there's trees in morrowind <laughs> um but yeah i always called it sultrice but it's just salt rice because it's it's it, it grows in salt water um but mm -hmm. i always until again when I first started these games and there was very, very little dialogue, I was like, what's Saltrice? Like, yeah, because you read like, it. Yeah. And then yeah, you don't hear it. I tried yeah. to turn it into a thing and I was like, oh, maybe it's just salt rice. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. But um, either way, it's that's a big import export thing, which is in all of the games. It's very common. Uh, and it's it's kind of like something that it, I would assume a lot of farmers I guess you would farm this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds, it seems like something. And it's like a cranberry. Uh, yeah. Well, well, they they make uh, alcoholic beverages called mazd. Yes. I was going to say it's also it. very useful for brew for brewing. Right. Exactly. Right. And you also uh, have other other things like uh, scrib cabbage and yep. wick wheat and these other uh, muck sponge plants, muck which make muck, like it's a thing. Delicious. Mm, muck. Uh, yep. They eat the roots of the trauma shrubs. There's berries in the cornberry plant. These are all the kinds of uh, agriculture that you find across Morrowind. And yep. they're, they're weird. Um, ash yams. I was about to say ash, ash yams are very, uh, that's like a super staple of a lot of people uh, in the Ashlands. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> they're like volcano potatoes. Yeah. Volcano potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> That's the name of my next dog. I love it. I, I'm gonna name I a dog really volcano potato. Cannon. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And then, but there's lots of other stuff too. So there's no, a variety of different. Tons. weird Those are just like things. very, very common. And then there's you know lots of other stuff. But those are those are kind of like you know the most common, I would say. Right. And now, along with the weird plants, you got weird animals. So let's talk about the fauna. Yeah, you get some weird animals, uh, uh, some, some really weird ones. I guess we have to start with the guar. Yes, everybody's favorite creature, except Arcanir. Except Arcanir. Um, yeah, the, but this is where and the guar very small cult are from at this point. The guar are from here. Yes, this is where they're from. Yes, um, they're little dinosaur chickeny type things. Dinosaur um, chickens. Yep. Yep. With big um, mouths, like really, they're mostly they're mostly like Pac Man. 
it's like a Pac-Man. Yeah, if <laughs> dinosaur okay, yeah, if with legs and a, a tail. Lizard, yes. Yeah. If yeah. Pac-Man was a salamander, mm-hmm. that is a guar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really commonly used as as beasts of burden. Like they they help out on farms. They carry people around. They you know they they're very. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not docile. I mean, they are for the most Useful, part, but uh, uh, dynamic, uh, domesticated, domesticated. Yes, that is the word. <laughs> yes, until they all decide to rebel and eat us. Yeah, and then take over the world at some point. But that, that's right. much later down the line. Right, right. Uh, then we also get like weird. We get some other weird things that are uh, bug-like creatures, like the silt striders are gigantic. silt striders are very weird, um, and they're basically. J- giant mosquito things but they have like this enormous carapace yeah so they hollow out the top of it and use it as a form of travel right it's weird like super weird they are enormous maybe Uh, they're like horses with their hooves like the hooves are kind of like toenails and they don't mind when you in fact you should be trimming your horse's toenails but it's hard to tell because you don't really see a move too much they're always hovering so like (laughs) they're just sitting at one of those docks or do they like i think they walk yeah, I was going to say, I think that uh, it would make sense with the strides, like yeah. for a strider. Yeah, they've got the big legs that like sit down in the water. Spindly little, yeah, ex- walk exactly. Around, right? But they're, and they, they if you ever uh, see them in game, they're, they're known for their very unique sound. It's just like a very low moo thing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these creatures uh, are somewhere between like insect and crustacean. Yes. They're, yeah, they're very in common that, theme in the area. Yeah, so you've got like the, the dreg. The dr- yep. drogue, dreg, however you pronounce I, I that. I always say dreg. I actually I thought dreg. it said somewhere in game dreg. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard it in game a few times, then always forget how I, to pronounce it. I think it. it's supposed to be dreg. Yeah, so the dreg, the quama, which again, kind of bug-like, kind of crustacean-like. And then there's the netch, which is like a floating tentacle <sighs> ball mushroom. Yeah, mushroom they're kind ball of creature. jellyfish-like Jellyfish, too? yes. Yes, they're like air jellyfish. Yeah, it it yes, okay. So it's so yeah, it's sort of like an air jellyfish. Uh-huh. But <laughs> this is great to be doing this on a platform that is visual because we don't have any visuals for this. I know, Most so people don't watch the videos. These. Most people like a hundred times more people will listen to this than ever watch the video. So oh, we have to explain absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, don't don't rate uh, the show based on our ability to describe what you should be looking at. Here's an easy um, one. Here's an easy one. Mud crabs. Yes, it's they look crab. like crabs. Um, they look like crabs. Slaughterfish also look like fish with really pointy mouths yeah. and lots of teeth. Sometimes Pretty they're easy. a little fatter. Sometimes they're a little longer. <laughs> right. But they're always right. nasty little creatures. <laughs> right. Right. And then uh, you've got, I mean, we've got some other things like the shulk, like bugs. They're like, again, more like a yep. bug thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's literally almost like it, it's a type of beetle. It's kind of scarab like it's they're pretty mm-hmm. decent in size as well. Right. Right. And then and then you've got weird like, oh, let's let's go back to the whole like reptilian side. Things that seem like they might be related to guar. You've got the alet. Yep. Which are like angry guar. Yeah, I was going to say those are the angry guar. Those they, are the angry, without tails. it's just like a more or, savage version of what a guar kind of is. Yeah, like ba- little baby tails, but really big mean face. Yeah. Uh, and then the kagudi, which is kind of like a guar 
but also so okay so if you were to take a triceratops yeah and take the horn off of its nose and add tusks to it you know you've seen those triceratops style dinosaurs with like the big plate on the head yes that i was gonna say and it's also known for that like plate piece the tusks on it come out underneath like it's a um like an elephant mm-hmm. and and the plate is like a triceratops on the top that's not right. where the, the tusks or the horns are so right right and then you've got weird creatures that i mean it just gets weirder uh nyx hounds which are again very bug-like they're, uh, yeah they're very bug-like uh they're they're honestly they're like a stressed out ant they're <laughs> just stressed okay the stressed it's out ants. like a stressed yep. out ant yep. um yep and then, okay, so let's get to the other, um, it, well, I mean, there's rats and other things like that. Let's talk sure, we're talking more like the weird animals. But those are, those are not necessarily mm-hmm. just here. Right. But then we have other creatures that are like the, the main races of Tamriel don't necessarily consider these people, but they're kind of people-like. They're kind of, you know, arms, legs, head, body, uh, winged tr- twilight, which look like these like bat flying bat people kind of yeah, creatures it, which is it's weird because it's just like it is a daedra it's a daedra but yet some of them live like at they least on the island of Varnfell. The yeah yes. they inhabit certain sections of of this and it's not in oblivion they weren't necessarily summoned here as far as we know right. they just kind of live here um and then you end up with uh goblins which live underground they like to sure and some of the caves not unique locations. to just morrowind they're they're in different regions but goblins are definitely in the area as well yep yep and so they have things like derzogs which are the like dinosaur dog looking lizard things yep and uh um and then there's some other just kind of more normal animals you'll find like rats and more normal looking types of fish and sure there are a few more things like bizarre that. things though like one would be remiss if we did not bring up cliff racers oh yeah 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 yes i was gonna say yes. this one is like Yes. If you've ever typed Morrowind into a the cliff, stri- search, the cliff Strider, yes, the, yes, exactly. So there's ones that are not quite so airborne as the Cliff Racers, which are much more prone to being like airborne. They're sort mm-hmm. of, I don't know, it's like a stretchy pterodactyl type thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you ever look up the, uh, like if if you ever look at like a GIF search and just type Morrowind, you will often find a GIF that just says, uh, welcome to Morrowind. And this is done. <laughs> We're just fleeing down a down a, uh, a field. And it's just a swarm of these things. They're notoriously overpopulating the area, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is funny because if you play the original uh, Elder Scrolls 3, just anywhere you went, it's just like, rah, rah, and there's just like hundreds of these things all the time. They're miserable to fight and they overwhelm you so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking um, like dinosaur, like lizard creatures with wings. kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sticking with like the weird crossovers and stuff. Right. Um, what do you call it? You know, there's lots of other stuff, you know, Vardvarks, which just have a funny name. Um, <laughs> Vardvarks. Yeah. Which is they're just... like, they're like Aardvarks. But but only on Vardenfell. But they only have two legs. Also, I, yeah, that's true. Which is weird. They only have two legs. They kind of have those little front nubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, they have little scales and funny little. Yeah. they've got like Ardvark faces and then like weird little chicken two leg bodies. Yeah. Um. What do you call it? The other thing that uh did did we mention specifically the Aquama because those are. I don't think so. I don't think. Okay, so up. these are there's pretty. So many, integral... There's so many weird ones. <laughs> I know, and the, the, I'm trying to come and kind of like tag the big ones that yeah. matter. Yeah. So Kwama are um, 
there there's several variants of them um there there's little foragers there's workers there's warriors there's a queen uh when they're little teeny tiny babies they're scribs um oh yeah yeah but, I, I mentioned this when i was talking about the things that look like bugs or crustaceans yeah so yeah. this is so the yeah. thing that i i think was kind of worth mentioning is these things are harvested for a lot of stuff they're almost like farmed for you know it's mm -hmm. like um not just for food as they are used for food in many cases but like uh the wax of them and stuff like that is used to temper weapons and armor and stuff like that so these things are almost like even though again they're kind of crustacean-y like you said and bug-like as well it's almost like our version of a cow or a chicken Right. Where it's like you get right. a lot of use out of one of these creatures, mm -hmm. be they helping you or you eating it or you using right. it or something like that. Right, right. Also, Rob the Princess is here in chat. Hey, Rob. Rob says, what about Reeklings? Yeah, so as far as I know, Reeklings are only on the islands of Solstheim. Yes, I've never... I um, I don't think they exist outside of it. I, don't, I haven't seen anything that, that I can recall. I'm pretty I sure want to say that, that they would... actually might be in Rothgar as well. Okay, we'll have to look, we'll look that I up. Would, I'm not yeah. 100% sure on that one, yeah. but so Reeklings, they're kind the of like most goblins. Commonly on Solstheim at bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like little goblin creatures that live in snowy caves and they've got a little culture and they, they you know, you enter their cave and they get mad at you and attack you with their little weapons and then you can you slaughter them all as yeah yeah you yeah you just you take know. them out because you're you're a monster uh, <laughs> you're the dragonborn and you don't care and you, got you better do whatever do. you want yeah uh yeah <laughs> yep so that's it yeah that's really uh, just you do whatever you want all the time <laughs> and you're exempt from being yelled at <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, so Rob says they are in Rothgar in ESO, but you weren't sure if they were anywhere else. Okay, well, there you go. You corrected yeah, me. I didn't, I was, okay, I didn't sweet. remember them uh, being in Rothgar. Appreciate the, appreciate the confirmation. I thought you encountered some in, like, caves type of thing, but it's also a very similar snowy region, so that kind of wise. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's basically, I mean, those are the most exciting and hard-to-describe things that we could find Yeah, no, I really Flora hope everybody enjoyed our uh, audio-visual journey there as oh. we smorgasbord to explain all of that oh man all right so uh I, that's gonna do it i think for our morrowind explanation of the land and the the city locations and all of that stuff i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode it's a little bit different than we normally do it probably could use some visuals but hey it's an audio <laughs> podcast so what are we gonna do um, well also this is definitely the most peculiar of the regions i would say i mean there's definitely going to be some yes. other ones region wise that are gonna get weird elsewhere and stuff like that yeah. yeah but this one is almost more weird when it's not being weird we just dove into the deep side of the pool yeah That's we, all. we started real extreme <laughs> yeah yeah well there you go so uh yep. hope you guys are excited about the next year of eso content because we're going to be probably seeing some more things in this region that maybe yeah. maybe we haven't seen before i know i'm very curious to have them fill out more of the map because i love them exploring areas that we have not seen before that's one of my favorite yeah. things about elder scrolls online yeah yeah so looking forward to that but thanks for joining us everybody lotus you got some anything else to share before we head out um, not really. I was going to say just the normal other podcast I do with Tales of Tamriel. Um, other than that, I have just been continuing my tragic, tragic playthrough of Daggerfall, which the game is super fun, but oh man, uh, trying to figure out some of that early 90s gameplay can be rough. Uh, 
but yeah. hey it's it's super fun and uh people have told me they really enjoy uh watching me fumble through those um so yeah if you have interest in some of the classic games i intend to go through them all in the end um and that's just on my personal channels, which is just Lotus of Doom, whether it's on Twitch, if you want to watch me do it live, or if you prefer a recorded version, it's uh, just Lotus Doom on YouTube as well. Awesome. I've got a new little project I've been working on. Ooh, um, what have it you been up to? It's, this is not Elder Scrolls. I mean, it's Elder Scrolls adjacent. Okay. let me Sort of. All right. So uh, I used to tour in bands and, and do all that kind of stuff. I've been writing my own and producing my own music again, doing all of it. So not just guitars and bass, but drums and vocals and keyboards and all sorts of stuff. And I've put some stuff out there. And I think what I'm going to do with this is invent a fake internet band. And it's going to be called, and I might change my mind next week. Who knows? But it's currently going to be called the new star gods. That's a good name. That's a, it's like the old Night. star, like Eldritch Gods, right? Yeah. But the new I, star gods. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah. So but, I, I feel like that's like a power ballad in the making. It's gonna. So the the inspiration for the music is, it's kind of shoegaze adjacent, like informed by '90s alternative, without okay. being as dumb as so much of there's a lot of don't get me wrong there's a lot of good 90s alternative there's a lot of oh, bad yeah. 90s alternative too i'm trying not there i'm trying sure to stay away from the bad a, stuff there is a so, handful of both yep yep so i'm Just trying like to the 90s <laughs> i'm trying to it's it's very shoegaze adjacent but with more able to be understood lyrics i think is probably the best way to say it <laughs> because you know how like if you've ever listened to what any a great description for the of, lyrics though yeah of any of like the major shoegaze like my bloody valentine or anything it's like <laughs> Like, like the guitars are just, and then on top of that, in the background, you hear, all right, all right. And like, that, that's it. Like, you're like, what did they yeah. just say? I don't know. Um, but that's, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I've got the first two songs. Uh, one of them is just by robots originally, but you can see them up on the robots radio YouTube channel. Um, there's hopefully this is a thing. I don't know. Hopefully you guys like it. Uh, I think I'm going to actually, uh, some of the stuff is up on like Bandcamp and I'm going to put these up on Spotify eventually. I'm trying to get all the marketing and all that stuff figured out as well. Yeah, yeah. But I want to see if I can make a band that like, is, it's all me, but people think yeah. it's probably more, I mean, hopefully maybe it's more than me at some point. I just need to find people who are nearby who can like come over <laughs> and can actually record something. Like, I... yeah. Or, or at least like I could do all the recording for the recording stuff and write it, but to like be able to like find some people to go play a show with would be cool again right because it's yeah. been like 15 years since I've, i was gonna say how long has it been since you've done it's anything it's been like a that? long time <laughs> it's been a long time but i mean I, I i was playing shows in front of like a thousand people on like major stages like yeah. touring and, and doing all of that so we'll see we'll see if you guys are interested in that let me know jump on the discord there's a music section in the discord i'll share a bunch of stuff in there as well no that sounds like a fun little project um yeah i, I would love i would love some help getting this off the ground if anybody's into the music and legitimately likes it, if you don't like yeah. it, that's cool. I mean, music is subjective, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> that's why I have a tough time with music critics and food critics because right. I'm like, you're just giving a rating to something you like or don't. There's really no objective criteria unless <laughs> right. you can't play the instrument. That's really right, or like you just the, think it's overly simple. But even that could be appealing to some people. But, right? but I was gonna say, like, I some I, yeah. I as much as I love complicated stuff, I right. sometimes just like 
the droning simplicity right. of other things neither one is bad they're just different yeah i'm trying to do like simplicity in the vocal melodies yep. and in the fundamental song structure with a complexity of interlaid instruments and other parts on top of it so I there's here some of this, this is, so there's I, I, simplicity I'm, and complexity I'm, at the same time like so yeah. the song i just put up starts with five different guitar parts that stack on top of each other over mm -hmm. time and then the song like kicks in Okay. And like, yeah, that would be hell to play on stage, but I could do that <laughs> on a computer, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> so anyway, if you guys, if you want to check that stuff out, go to go to our Robots Radio Discord. Um, but that's what I got going on. And of course, everything else at robotsradio.net and the starfieldinsider.com website where we're putting all the news and stuff. Who knows when they're going to launch that game, but any day. Yeah, now. the end of any the Any day now, hopefully we'll find out more information. <laughs> yep, I assume right around uh, a year <sighs> delay from their original announced date will oh, probably God. be about when we get it. That's, that's what you're thinking. I'm, I'm still I'm hoping... I'm trying to think of... <sighs> still hoping for the first six months of the year sometime. So... I, I almost, so this is like a weird tangent to end the show on that is Bethesda adjacent, but not like Elder Scrolls. So like they love their like weird dates, like 11, mm -hmm. 11, 11 mm -hmm. and 11, 11, 22 was supposed to be that. Right. But obviously that didn't happen. I feel like, so I just recently found out, like, I guess like the last, um the last, like toward the end of this year. The date will technically be one two three one two three. Yes, yes, yeah, what yeah. What if they just delay yeah. it to one two three yeah. one two three? Right, right. The, well, that's the last day the of the year. That's like the thirty first day of yeah, the twelfth month say, it's like of the twenty third, right? Because yeah. it'd be the twelve. Yeah, thirty one. Right. Yeah, twelve thirty one. I don't. I don't know of any other major AAA game that ever launched on the very last day of the year. I know games have done it, but what? What Oof. better than Starfield to nail the <laughs> Todd Howard one two three one two three? Dude, that <laughs> means we gotta wait eleven more months. Oh <laughs> God, I don't want to. I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> I need a new game. Like, no one would ever Ugh. forget the launch date. It'd just be like Skyrim all over again. Yeah. Oh man. That, okay. Well. I'm I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. You guys, if maybe if we all just hope hard enough, that doesn't do anything. All right. Well, we'll just see. We'll just see what fate <laughs> delivers us, and we'll just go from there. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Chat, thank you for being here. You guys are awesome, and patrons, thank you for being here as well. Until next time, stay safe out in in Vardenfell or Morrowind or wherever you are, because yep. there's all sorts of weird creatures out there. So, uh, you know, stay safe out there. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 